This podcast is part of the Dark Myths Collective. Visit darkmyths.org to discover more shows like this one. The darkness awaits. To another episode of Zing This. You got me, Zinger. And I'm Ellie. And we have a solo, a Star Wars story discussion for you in a little bit. And actually, this might be the closest time I think we've done to where scene movie to sit down to record. So, yes. so we're very well, I'm fresh from seeing it a second time, so I, this was my duo time of seeing solo, but I also actually went and saw it with you, too. Right. So this is also unique because normally we do the whole watch them separately so we can, so we don't have any of the opinions and stuff before we record. But we did chat a little bit, but we'll get to that. We will get to that. First, though, we got some nerdy news. I know that a lot of people are like, oh, man, there's a lot of great gaming announcements. There's a lot of great gaming stuff like the Fallout and the, and the, and the Pokemon and Nintendo. We are saving that. For what, Ellie? Our E3 special. So while there is a lot of gaming news right now, we're going to kind of wrap it all up into our E3 special, which will be out later this month. So definitely keep an eye out for that. We're going to, of course, go at that full force. And we're going to, um, hopefully there's some big announcements for us to talk about. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Well, I've got some gaming news. Oh, oh, okay. Well, you know, everyone is, of course, excited about where I am in my Far Cry 5 adventures. Of course they are. I've, <laughs> I've, I had to actually block a few people's emails. We've been getting so many requests that's, about that. That's right. Um, I'm excited to tell everyone that um, I haven't finished it yet because I'm trying to do every single side mission and everything that there is um, to do with the game. So I'm getting there. I'm getting there. I need to hurry up though because I'm I'm ready to play Far Cry Three. Yes. And and the first expansion comes yes. out on Tuesday. Ooh. Yes. Get some Vietnam action. Yes. 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 So I'm excited about that. And I got Lego Harry Potter collection. Yes, you did. Can't wait to dive into that one again. Yes. <laughs> you don't seem as excited. No, no, it's just you. I didn't know you were gonna do this, so I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> she's going full force into this gaming update. I know that's right. So, so yes, as I said, we will be doing a bigger E3 roundup, and we figured that since there's a lot of gaming news kind of coming out now, we're gonna wait because what a lot of companies I've noticed like to do now is leak stuff or announce before. stuff before E3 yep. to get maybe the hype train going beforehand, right? And also to actually have it get some attention. Because I'm sure we're probably going to not talk about everything and there's stuff that's going to be overlooked during E3. So, look forward to that. That should be out on June 18th. That will be that episode. Nice. And also, speaking of the month of June, uh, if you're going to Heroes Con in Charlotte, North Carolina, uh, keep your eye out for yours truly wandering around. Don't know if I'm going to be wearing a Zingness shirt or not, but I will be there wandering around. Uh, we don't have a table. We don't have any, you know, conferences or any uh, panels we're doing. But I will be there as a fan and as somebody, too, if you are in the area and are at Heroes Con and love comics. And you see me, be like, hey, what's up? I'll give you a business card and smile. 
I don't. I don't <laughs> oh, have any well. other cool free free swag with me <laughs> right now. So. Oh, how they will be blessed. Yes, I I will give you the highest of fives. It will be. <laughs> I will be like, yeah, high five, bam. Be a crisp high five too. But um, okay, so a few movie announcements and stuff like that before we get into the solo discussion because there are spoilers in this. There is some fun stuff with that, so we we kind of want to give you guys, you know, just guys and gals, some some movie news and stuff. Yes. So in the realm of comic books, apparently Jamie Fox mm-hmm. is going to be Spawn. Nice. What do you think of that, Ellie? Um, I'm I'm okay with it. I'm I'm excited. I always loved Spawn. I, I actually used to get the you know the little figures yeah. by McFarlane, all that stuff. I've have I have some stuff uh, signed by him. So I'm I'm a fan As of the series. I. Yes. As I turn around and look at the uh, Halo, <laughs> what I got for you. Yes, you did. Um, so I, I'm definitely a fan of of just that story and that character. So I'm I'm excited, intrigued to see more about it. So, I guess I'll admit this real quick. I've never actually seen Spawn in its entirety. Oh. Never watched it. I've never watched oh. the um, HBO animated series either for some reason. It's one of those things I always see and I'm like, oh, I'll get to that at some point. Right. Never do. So, maybe that's something to work on before the new one comes out. Maybe we'll so. We'll have to see. But I, I just think that's a cool casting. I think everyone's trying to jump on um, to some comic book property because they can see that, you know, it is... Profitable. <laughs> Profitable and something very lucrative and kind of guarantees you some job security mm-hmm. too to an extent. Yep. So so that's that's something I, I, I'm, I'm excited to see it. Um, whenever it comes out, like I said, Spawn is it's one of those things that it's not super high up there in my, in my like echelon of comic book things I'm excited about. But hey, it's a new version of it. I'll go watch the old version and I guess i'll be impressed i don't know we'll, we'll, we'll find out I'll, I'll i'll keep you guys updated on my don't progr- assume you'll be impressed but <laughs> oh by, by the old movie I'm, I'm assuming i'll be impressed after watching the old movie and then oh. watching the new one i'll be impressed of like wow we've come a long way gotcha so so that's what i'll be impressed with okay on that note speaking of movies there is apparently there's been a lot i i swear that i wish we talked about more i think we may have mentioned it once um Men in Black apparently yes. is getting a spinoff. Mm-hmm. Now, I had originally heard that there was going to be a spinoff with the 21 Jump Street. But I don't know if that's still happening. But allegedly, this will feature Chris Hemsworth and Tessa Thompson, who, if you are familiar, are, of course, Thor and Valkyrie. So mm-hmm. we will be getting to see them team up in a movie. Possibly Liam Neeson's also supposed to be cast in this. But is this supposed to be, I think, if I remember correctly from something I read, the British Men in Black okay department so well, it's still it's still linked but this is sort of the british for this is the british one apparently so since liam neeson's in it who's going to get taken that's a that's a that's a <laughs> is this going to be a kidnapping alien story what's going on here no i don't i don't think so <laughs> but um Unbeknownst to you, that's that's a that's one a great joke on his movie, but also if you are a fan of the sci-fi and alien movies and TV series, there was actually a show on sci-fi years ago which featured a very young Dakota Fanning, one of her first movie or first television debuts called Taken. Nice. 
So look at you with the nerd knowledge. Oh, I that that <laughs> if everyone knows my um, love hate relationship with aliens and UFOs and stuff like that, that was one of those things where I was starting to get over my. I'm like, you know what? I think I'm finally. I watched that series. I'm like, nope, fears all back. Oh, came right back. But anyways, it's, it's it's an older series. Spielberg, I think, was involved with it too. Anyways, ignoring me talking about random old mid two thousands or early two thousands TV sci-fi original tv shows um yes i am excited about more men in black i think that it would be great to to have that come back it's something to where i think it's always a great series i would like a cameo from will smith though i think i think mm-hmm. that, that, that that would be nice or funny or mention or something i can't imagine that it wouldn't happen well would i'd you be ha- more surprised if he didn't do a cameo if than if he did well to be fair to be fair real quick can you imagine Independence Day without Will Smith? Will Smith is Independence Day. Not the second one. I know. Jeff Goldblum is Independence Day and Jurassic Park. Well, Jeff Goldblum is everywhere. Yes, and everything. Wow, it's somehow we've we've made it to referencing Jeff Goldblum. And I'm ready to track down a copy. I mean, a pop figure. Pop of figure it. of sexy Goldblum. They're apparently hard to find. We will own one. But you can also get the Deadpool doing the same pose, too. So It's not the same. It isn't the same. No. Still sexy, but not the same. They're both sexy, but yes. yes. All right. So I don't think we have any other updates. I know this was a quick little rundown of our news section, but um, we, we got a solo movie to discuss, so we're going to go to a quick break. And when we come back, opinions, stuff, things, and someone was right about something for once on the Zingness Predictions. Hey, Ellie. Hey, Zinger. You know what one of the best things to have when you're doing the Kessel Run in less than 12 parsecs? No, I don't know. What? Some sick... A Wookiee? <laughs> Wookiees are handy, but some studio headphones to be able to cancel out all that noise of everything around you while you're in hyperspace. Yes, we are once again partnering up with studio headphones to talk about their Regent headphones. Yes, these are... On the ear headphones. They are great. Um, I, they actually sent us a pair. They have been phenomenal to use. I've really enjoyed them. They sync up to your phone with Bluetooth. And guess what else they can do, Ellie? What is that? If the battery goes dead on them, which is very unlikely because they have over 24 hours of battery life, if it does happen to go dead, you can also hook it up with an auxiliary cable instead. Super handy, right? That is awesome. It is awesome. And they, of course, use the Bluetooth 4.1 technology in them as well. They're great headphones, great sound quality, and you can also customize them because the caps on the headphones actually pop off and you can use interchangeable ones that you can also order from Studio. And while you're on their website, Ellie, what promotional code do you use to get that 15% off? Zingness. Yes, use code Zingness at checkout to get 15% off your order and... What else do they do to anywhere in the galaxy? And by that, we just mean worldwide. Well, free shipping, of course. Exactly. To anywhere in the galaxy. And by galaxy, we mean the world. Yes, uh, Studio Headphones. Link will be in the description. Check them out. And with that, we're going to jump into hyperspace. Back to the show. The 
predictions episode came out the day of the release. I'm just going to go with, we will get to that in a minute, but, oh boy. This was a movie that I went into, I, I kind of had come down from my pedestal of being very angry about this movie to being just, I just want to see it. So there's my origin story of how I felt before I went into this movie. Ellie, did you have any opinions going into this? Um, no, not really. I just was excited to see it. It looked intriguing. I wasn't, um, I wasn't a subscriber at first. I was kind of iffy. I was like, eh, that guy, I don't know about him playing solo. Um, I was super excited about, um, Lando, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it looked interesting to me, but I, I wasn't really excited or, um, or had a lot of expectations. I just wanted to see it, basically. All right. I... All right. Um, I guess spoiler alert already. I'm not going to get too deep into stuff. But I just wanted to talk real quick because me and Marie Mayhew from the Mad Scientist podcast um, did a discussion, of course, as I said beforehand, where we made some predictions and some guesses about where this would go. I, unlike our Star Wars... Last Jedi predictions, which we did over three hours of, we only did one of these, and we both hit the nail on the head with something. I called the story to an extent. I said that the train heist was going to be, of course, in the beginning, and that they were going to botch it, and that they were going to have to do the Kessel Run as a, you know, they botched that, so they have to do this one or else they're going to get killed. So I, I nailed that, but she also nailed the surprise cameo, which happens later, and she, she I'll, I'll get to that when we discuss it. So going into this movie, I, I've, I've seen it twice now, and seeing it the second time I think helped a lot. I'm not saying it's the best Star Wars, nor is it the worst, but I think the biggest thing I took away from it wasn't really the move, what, what was in the movie, it's what the movie represented for me as a Star Wars fan. I'm astonished with all the issues that this had in production and everything like that. They had to reshoot stuff that, you know, they said that, he couldn't get his lines right, and he had to have a coach there, an acting coach there the whole time. I'm surprised it came out as good as it did. So that amazed me. But the other thing that got me with this is the possibilities that have been opened up for the Star Wars universe, in my opinion. The fact that they are fine. I, I understand that, that there's the episodic movies, but those are have limitations. They focus on, you know, the Skywalker or something like that. This opens up the entire galaxy once again to fans i know you have the tv shows i know you have comics i know you have other stuff but this this just basically went hey you know those crime syndicates we always mention in the movies and they're briefly you know brought up here's some stuff behind them here's what the castle run is here's how han got the falcon it's it was it exceeded my expectations in the sense of now the this universe feels big again it feels big it feels lived in and it just shows how much was really going on so that's something i really took away from this in the sense of as 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 on the whole for a Star Wars fan. I know I'm avoiding talking about the actual movie, but we'll get to it. The movie itself, I thought was... It's, it's not what my headcanon had for, for what, what Han was. Like I said, I never found that interesting. I just assumed he was just somebody who schemed and weaseled his way through until he happened to run into the Rebellion and kind of reluctantly joined it. So, I just... And I also felt like this movie can't have much character development. Because a lot of Han's character development comes from 
what happens to him in the ser- in the original series, but this does bring character development in the sense of you kind of understand why Han's somebody who shoots first, why Han isn't very trusting, why Han is someone who only trusts his co-pilot, his ship, and his blaster. So that at least gave some origin to that. So I don't right. know. And once again, as I said a minute ago, this opens up a world of possibilities with the blank a Star Wars story. I I want them to do more. I want more from the from the galaxy we've grown up to love that aren't restrained by what the Skywalkers are up to or what the episodic stuff is. I I would love Star Wars uh the under the underworld crime, a Star Wars story where it, like I mean there's TV shows and stuff. I could see the TV shows being the underworld like of the crime syndicates and stuff, that would be cool. I I I'd love to see that. I gotcha. Um, no, I. It's hard to judge these one shots to the episodic series, of course. Um, and when we were talking, I was just saying I I love the way the title is. Um, you know, not not necessarily solo, but I love the way it's. A Star Wars story. Yes. It's not meant to. Um, I mean, I know you've talked about how where you you like it because it kind of sets up for what it could be. Like for what the yeah what for what we could. As I said on sorry, I'm just I just want to point say say this. I know I've said this on Knights of Vader, and that did come out first. Mm-hmm. So, but um, my my big quote on there right now is Star Wars. Now let's MCU this bitch, as in. I, I don't want movies every year, but it's like, create that shared universe. It's right there for the taking. Just go. Make it happen. It's All of these stories are there. Everything's there. Everything's already set up for you. You just need to just go and play in it. Right. And and I, you know, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of on the fence of whether I'd be okay with a movie every year or not. I, if, I'd say every year and a half. I every mean, year and a half to two. Well, it's that would be every two years, basically. But um, I. But these as, TV shows. As long shows. as you don't go too far off the rails, um, it's it's okay if they kind of explore a little bit. But it still has to have a undertone of an essence of Star Wars. Yeah. So I don't think that they could completely have a movie or a TV show that is all new characters. You've got to have a. You have to have. It doesn't have to necessarily be the exact character, but a relation to like a Kevin Bacon it well, kind of thing. Well, like like for if if this TV series that's coming out is going to be more of like the crime worlds or stuff like or the what was going on with all the syndicates and stuff like that, which would be I think if you're going to go with the TV show, I think that would be after what this movie has set up a good way to go mm-hmm. with it because once again you can get um, actors that aren't normally on the movies and stuff that can play, you know, cause they haven't been shown. They've just been talked about. You can get the Pike syndicate. You can get, um, I, Jabba the Hutt would be possible to be in that because it's a puppet and it's, or it's CG, whatever, whatever they want to do with it. And you could have characters that you aren't familiar with or characters that aren't in the main movies be in those and build a universe of, you know, name drops and references, which I, I don't know. I, I kind of feel like I'm just fanboying this in the sense of, oh, they said so-and-so's name. Yay! But I don't think that would work. I think they have to have some sort of pull to it. Um, you know... I'd, I'd be really interested in a crime You world. would, but not... I don't think that's going to sell to the generalized public. Like, I think 
fanboys, yes, and I know Star Wars is obviously one of the hugest franchises, so there might be enough, but I think it still has to have, they have to have maybe one character of some sort that's recognizable. Yeah. They can't just completely, this is the, you know, this is these people, this is these people, this is this race or this culture. Like, it it has to have something connecting it to the main hub. Does that make sense? Yeah. I just, I just don't think it's going to fly on its own if it's completely all new. Um, you obviously are right. I think that fans would really enjoy, maybe if you don't necessarily see all the people, but if well, it's... Well, there was a ton of name drops in this. Yeah. Well, this is a movie, too. Yeah. A little bit different than a TV show. Um, so, unless they're... And another thing you have to be careful with is Star Wars is known to, you know, it's big budget. Yeah. So, they would have to... I think for a TV show to really do well, I think that TV show from season one is going to have to have some good money behind it, some good budget to make sure that the stuff looks good and it's you know how there's some tv shows especially for me i don't know about you that that first season is like oh yeah (laughs) if you can get through the first season when they're trying to spread their wings and like i said of course star wars is a big franchise a little bit more yeah so they they obviously would probably have more money to really um take the ground running with that but i just i'm excited because I love stories, mm-hmm. and I really enjoyed this one um, because. But I'm not one that'll go in and try to compare it to everything that's ever been made to Star Wars, and I think that's it's, what some people are trying hard to do. To. Um, I think that's what some people are trying to do. Is you know they have they try to compare it to the episode movies, or you know to this thing or that thing, and. I think with these, if I don't know if they're going to continue to like blank a Star Wars story, if this is what they're going with, is that's kind of going to be their little say to, hey, this is a one shot, kind of like a comic book. Um, but I don't know. I think their one shot's going to be interconnected. Okay. I, I think the key to Star Wars future is in its past to an extent. I think looking at this time frame would be interesting to see what people are up to and you know, what was going on, you know, get some of these stories of certain characters that that can maybe carry a movie or get, you know, organizations that could carry a movie, maybe not a particular character because some people, I mean, unless they're really going to go outside of what they've kind of established, weren't really doing too much during this time, to be honest. I mean, that we've known of in the canon and stuff. So I guess we'll see what they do with, with it from what what they'll do with it in the future. As for this movie, though, um, it didn't introduce a ton of new characters. I mean, the only established characters we had in this were um, Han, Chewie, Lando. Did I miss anyone? No, that's pretty much it. Yeah. I mean, um, I like Beckett. I thought he was... He did a good job of being the character that... I felt like almost he was the character that Han would later become. And I, and I like that about having him around is, you know, like the kind of who who Han modeled himself after to an extent. Um, Infert Ness was cool. 
in the sense of when you were when it, I, I guess spoiler alert now and from here on out she was cool and the fact that it was revealed that she was basically trying to help start a rebellion because what I think this movie also is setting up is the fact that the rebellion wasn't just one it was a group groups of people starting rebellions and then they slowly came back to get they came together to form the what the rebellion is which is also vaguely pointed out in rogue one is that they basically the rebellion did turn into splinter groups of you know extremists and stuff because they were so scattered and the battle of scarif helped bring them together to eventually you know come back together to actually fight the empire so what did you or who was your favorite character what did you think of the new characters that 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 were added to the story or the portrayal of the existing ones ellie um i mean i really really liked lando of course i thought he did a good job um he really had that just smooth uh shysty kind of character where i thought it was funny when he was sitting there doing his uh chronicles yes <laughs> that was that was definitely very entertaining to me um so i i would say as far as the you know existing characters uh lando definitely was one of my favorites no love for chewy i mean chewy's chewy though no he offense is. to chewy he doesn't really um I, he was the heart of this movie for me <laughs> i i just the scene where they first meet each other is great. Uh, it was really cute to kind of see them come together and see how they could help each other. You know, and also it gave a good explanation for how Han and him, how Han can know what he says. He right. apparently does know some <laughs> some of the language. And well, and obviously he learned. It seems like he learns it very quickly. Because when he's in there, he's like, oh, I've picked up a few words. When he's telling him, he's like, yeah, I know it. I've picked up a few things. But then he's fluent, like, within... Well, I think it's one of those things where he can't speak it as well as he can understand it. Right. If that makes any sense. Yeah. Because if you notice when the subtitles came up, he was saying stuff like fractured words and stuff to where it wasn't technically, like, correct. (laughs) Kind of when you watch anime. (laughs) There you go. And then you hear them, you hear it in English and the subtitles, and you're like, wait, what? (laughs) Yeah. So, on Lando, real quick, something I really liked is just the way Donald Glover, like, had the cadence of his, how he, how, like, Billy D. Williams talked with it. Mm -hmm. The whole hand thing was, was cool for a reference, but the um the one part where they were talking about the ship being impounded just that one just that scene was just perfect his cadence is like i i don't know what this is why why, why would they do that just his way of speaking was really cool i think for yeah that. it, it really captured it you can tell he's done his research um what about um l3 i did not care for l3 you did not care for the sassy robot i think that they were over generalizing look at this person being a feminist ruha let's lead a rebellion and free all my robot people and i just think it was too much so are you in the camp of no more sassy robots are, are you done with the well, r2d2s the the k2so's and the bb8s I and you just like, want c3po's again well i just feel like every darn movie there's a i just listed oh and chopper too from rebels sorry <laughs> i mean I do like um, 
Uh, which one was in Rogue One? That was K2SO. I like that one. I do like K2SO. But it's just, I don't know. Maybe it's because it was, I just felt like it was an overgeneralized feminist. Like It just, it rubbed me the wrong way. I didn't like that robot in the whole, you know, oh God, she's dying. And it was cool though, how they uploaded her into the ship. Which was, as I pointed out, if you want to explain what I point out to you, that the callback that was the, the retconning callback that was made from Empire. No, it's fine. You can say it. Oh, uh, okay. Um, C-3PO and Empire Strikes Back makes a comment that your ship has such an interesting dialect. Obviously, he was talking to L-37. L-337. Right. So. And, and, and like I said, um, it's nothing to the actor the actor did a good job mm-hmm. of what they were supposed to be doing. I just think it's just, it's not necessary every single movie. You're, you're done with the, <laughs> with, with, with the quippy robots. I just, I, I don't know. I, maybe some people liked it. I, I really don't I know. I think that you just like Alan Tuning so much <laughs> that you were just like, I'm, I, I'm on board for, I do like him a lot for I his do. performance. I thought it was great though. And it was, Maybe I like the male quippy robots better. Also, he was... I mean, Being sexist. Okay. <laughs> okay sexist so, to robots. Okay, something you've pointed out in several movies for our reviews this year and discussions <laughs> is movies have too much humor. Or they, they, they cut too much humor in. Did this one do that in your opinion? Or do you think the humor was just right? Or how was the humor for you in this one? I thought it was okay in this one. It uh, minus the minus the sassy robot. Yeah, I mean the robot was like I was just like whatever with that one, but um, and the whole like he loves me, it could work. How does that work? <laughs> it works. Like that was weird, but whatever. Um, if it was the you know the robot from Battlestar Galactica, that would be a little bit more understandable. That's a obviously a sexy robot there, um, but. Uh, I don't know. You're talking about the chick in the red dress, not oh. the not not the Cylon with No, that. yeah. <laughs> not yes, the chick in the red dress is okay. gorgeous. Um I don't know. I I was not distracted by it in this movie, if that makes sense. I thought it was it, it felt like more like a Star Wars movie as there was like a little jokes and little quips here and there that I thought were good. Um, there was the play on words with the stuff. But I think it's because of my existing knowledge of Han. Does that make sense? Like, because Han is a very um, smart-assy, jokey, mm-hmm. doesn't take things seriously, doesn't want to get hurt. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I knew going in that that's him. So I expected it a little bit more. So I felt like with this movie, it wasn't it it wasn't forced in my throat. So it wasn't distracting to me because I it didn't I didn't notice it as much as I have some of the other movies. I don't know if that makes sense. I I get what you're saying. There is um there is of course a play on some Star Wars tropes in this. Of course, the I got a good feeling about this right. instead of I got a bad feeling about this. Um, there was that I, and, and there, there was, there was one joke that, that just sat there and I was like, I just found it really just, it, it, it was, it took me out for a second, but it took me out in a way that I found it really, really funny. 
uh, where Beckett's sitting there, you know, firing the thing, and it gets blown up, and it kind of backfires at him, and it shows him just sitting there. And he's like, oh, I hurt my thumbs. Yeah. It, it was it was one of those things that that's something I could have seen out of the original Star Wars. Just just that that momentary take you out of the out of the the seriousness of a situation kind of little quip. Mm-hmm. So I, I I personally like that. I don't know if that was because that that's one that really stuck out to me. Uh, well, like I said, it, it, I some of the jokes I probably didn't even notice because I thought they were so just kind of it it f- was smooth. It kind of felt right with this movie. But I would like to say though that I can see why people don't like it. Okay. Um. I you know how you were saying let's MCU this bitch. Yes. I'm um, I mean, patent pending on that quote, people. I, I, I apologize. Yes. No, 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 no. no. Okay. Keep, okay. You, you can keep saying it. Just <laughs> if anyone asks where you got it from. If if I would want a more accurate depiction of what this is, I would say more like, let's Disney this bitch. Um, because honestly... Okay, now you're trying to usurp my, my <laughs> awesome quip and so, use it for yourself. I think... That is not okay. I think mine is more accurate. All right. I'm going to say why. Wait, Disney already has this. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, um, well, it's not like Disney doesn't own MCU either. Yeah. So Disney owns all of it. So I think it's more accurate to say, let's Disney this bitch than let's MCU Whatever. it. Fan, listeners, you decide. Anyways, continue. <laughs> um, Because it's clear that people like me that I love the action scenes. You know I do. Yeah. I just I it's awesome. I love a good action scene in a movie. But I also know that some other certain directors, that's all they focus on, and I think that takes away from a movie. So I like that they're trying to meld a nice happy marriage of some good story with some good action. Um and I think that it's okay. To have these stories, because for people that really just like a good story and don't always need all the action, I think that Disney is willing to to do that. Yeah, you know they're they're willing to go. I know you've got your your episodic Star Wars movies, and that's awesome. Um, but let's let's just let's just sit down and just enjoy this movie as its own movie, and and enjoy story time with disney and let's have some cool characters that we already know and let's have some new characters and it kind of introduces it's it's helpful to bring more people in when you have a little bit of familiarity with a little bit of new yeah you know what i'm saying that's exactly what this is and it's a nice melt but i i understand that it's not a typical Star Wars movie. Mm-hmm. And so I know that original fans that are really, you know, diehard Star Wars fans of the original not be on board. I do understand that. And that's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, not <laughs> I don't know of any movies, too many of them, that every person is going to like. So, um, but I'm I'm excited, like you said, I'm excited to if it's uh, every two years or so, have a new story. I, th- I think that's going to be fun for... Because how long did we go without well, new stuff? Well, I mean, besides the, the uh, other mediums. No, but. no, you just made me think of something. Mm-hmm. So they, of course, obliterated all the all the um, canon stuff. They, they went, hey, everything that, that isn't the movies and isn't what we said, 
doesn't exist now. So I enjoy the fact they're doing a, they're making an effort to be like, we took all that away. We're not only going to give it back to you, but our version of it, we're going to make nods and stuff to all of it. Mm-hmm. So that's the thing is we're getting our extended universe back again, but we're getting it back in like movie form and TV show form. And, and I'm and, totally okay and, with that. And with people actually sitting there trying to make, you know, yes, there is stuff that doesn't match up with the continuity mm-hmm. still with, with even stuff introduced in this movie, but at least they have somebody sitting there trying to do some quality control on, you can't use that character they were here and that... Basically, once again, to compare it to the MCU, what they do with the MCU with with the characters where it's like, hey, you can use this character in this thing, but they have to end up here for what we're doing in the next movie. So I, I like that they're kind of giving us back what was taken from us. Now, if you can just give me Starkiller again, less powerful, less powerful, <laughs> I'll be really happy. Um, there, there is one but thing. But you're I, obsessed with those video games. I, lo- I, I like those video games. I like the character. He was yeah. an interesting character, I feel. Um I just wanted to point this out real quick because it's something that instantly caught me the second time watching it, and I kind of caught it the first. Woody Harrelson's portrayal of Beckett was interesting because he is one of those people, one of those actors, I don't know if it was something to where he did it for the character or did it for this or if it's something he does in other movies. He was always eating something most of the time. Did you notice that how he <laughs> no, like had some not. kind of like, he had something to where he was like tossing, it, not great, I don't know what it was, but like, in most of the scenes where he was uh-huh. like at the bar or when they were in the um, Imperial encampment, he was he was constantly like chewing on something. Um, Brad Pitt, I think, does that a lot in the Oceans movies. Like oh. every scene he's in, he's eating something. And Matt Damon, might do. There, there's a few actors that when they play certain roles or in certain movies, they always seem to be eating something during their scenes. I want to say it was Brad Pitt. I'm almost positive it was Brad Pitt notions because I think they got mad because they kept he kept eating they didn't know where he kept getting the food from to eat it in the scene like he'd sneak it onto set. Hmm. I think I'm probably 100 percent wrong, but I know that there is a movie where there is an actor that they kept. Are they smokers? Is it like a oral no? I, fixation I think thing? I think it's more of the the, the the character like they're trying to get into the character. And I think that's a cool thing is. It makes the character feel more real and more like. Because gotcha. I mean, I'll 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 eat sunflower seeds and stuff like that. So if someone was playing me in a movie, it it would make sense for me to be sitting there eating sunflower seeds or eating pistachios or you know sitting there doing that. It it would it makes the character feel more real instead of just someone statically acting it. And that's the thing I I enjoyed that about about Woody Harrelson's portrayal of Beckett is that he had that like. Like, he was always seen to randomly... I'm like, I don't know where he keeps getting this stuff from, but he's eating it. <laughs> well, and, and I wanted to kind of mention, too, that um, when they were doing the heist, the train heist... Yes. I got such a, um, a vague feeling of um, the team on Firefly because you know, before everything went crazy, but just the... Uh, just the play on how they went back and forth and the banter and and um, the way they were set up in the different sections and they all had their thing. I don't know. It was something about that, how they kind of melded together kind of gave me um, the way the team is yeah. on the Firefly. Uh, I don't know. It was kind of cool. I guess that's another reason why I really enjoyed it is just that whole, you know smuggler-esque team doing a job um 
I just, I really, I really enjoyed it. I, I thought it was a lot of fun. And, and I, the, you know, the guy that played Han Solo, um, Alden, I'm not going to say his last name. Okay. <laughs> um, I didn't think he did a bad job, honestly. It wasn't. He played his own version of Han. Yes. Like, that's the thing. It, I feel like, um, Donald Glover did like a spot on recreation of yes. Billy D. Williams, but then Owen Aaron Wright did a I understand who Han is, but this is this isn't the Han you know yet. Right. So Well and I mean And Chewie this, just spot on. This buddy. was the Han before he was truly hard. Hardened, yeah. Yes. I mean by life and by yeah, exactly. shooting first. <laughs> exactly. Um so I wasn't disappointed with it. All right. So we would be remiss if we did not mention this. You're welcome, Phil. Um, Thandie Newton's character. Val. What'd you think? Because I didn't didn't think they were going to kill her off that quickly. I knew that there was a few cannon fodder people, but I thought she was going to hang around for a bit. Mm. I didn't really... Didn't get enough time to even... Not really that surprised. Okay. No. Um, it's typical. She was the one that was off on her own, expendable kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I... Well, the fact that two of them died on that mission. Um, I don't know. They they kind of... I think they were trying to set it up for the fact that this isn't a life... Um, this isn't the kind of life for somebody that wants to settle down and have a family and it's also kind of your your expendable you know to an extent too she was a cool character how uh, (laughs) for for what little we got to see of her yes and and you know what was really funny my first um my first impression is when you saw um enfy's nest yeah i was nest what i was thinking was um, oh, oh snap, is this supposed to be the daughter of the two of them? Maybe they know. That is actually someone, they, there was a theory. Oh, okay. It is funny because you do not look up theories. No, you don't, don't internet hard on this stuff. Uh-uh. There was a theory that that's who this was. Yeah, because I thought for sure, like, you know, I don't know how long they've been together, but it seemed to be that they had been together for a while. Yep. Um, you know, and they may have had some love child that, Maybe even Beckett didn't know about, you know, maybe she was on a job long enough to where they weren't together and and she was like, oh, we, we can't have a child in this life and this and that and gave her up or something. So like in most movies where it's the, the kids like, I don't agree with what you're going to, with what you guys are doing. I'm going to go, you know, make a difference and help this rebellion. Right. So I I really did. When she took her mask off, I was like, oh, snap. But obviously it (laughs) was. yeah. Yeah. But that's no, that thought, that that though. was a theory from a lot of people that that's that's the, that's who that was is going to be revealed to be as their kid. Yep. So it could have so, I could have seen that, but yeah. So yeah, um, Paul Bettany as, as Dryden, villain or just person they were in. De- I, I I I like the uniqueness they went of having those like scar or lines on his face because I. Did you notice that I felt like they got brighter red when he was angry? Oh, um, I mean, I didn't notice. That's a like that it makes wasn't me like, think of a Mass Effect thing. It, it wasn't <laughs> like like a blatant like 
bright, but it seems like they they faded once. Um, like he wasn't like he was angry. More calm. Yeah. Um. I. I mean, Dryden Voss. A villain that needed. Yeah. To be, uh, I wasn't really that impressed with whatever. All right. Time to time. Time for the big reveal. Time for the after credit scene that should have been the after credit scene that was in the actual movie. Obviously, he wasn't. He he was good for what he had to be. He was he was apparently the lackey of someone bigger. Who's the bigger person? He's a lackey of Darth Maul. What what did you think during that scene, Ellie? Um, once again, not really that phased by it. I mean, what? No, I mean, I. I but you knew he was alive. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm just saying the way Kira was i'm right behind you i mean that was you, so yeah, okay, yeah, that cliche. was so readable um and you know and, and i know that she did it to throw them off his trail you know she felt like she was never going to get out of that life and the best thing she could do is to distance herself from him um and throw him off the trail of of him but um I mean, I mean, it was cool to see Darth Maul again. Darth Maul is definitely a really interesting character. He's a character that the TV shows have done a lot with. There's been books, comics, and stuff like that that have kind of fleshed him out more. But in the <laughs> movies, he had, like, what, one, two lines? <laughs> Not so much. So I feel like fleshing him out more is great because I find him a very interesting he character. Is. He is an interesting and character. And the fact that he is is back to being a crime lord. And by the way, what went through my mind when, when that came up was, oh, my God, Marie was... Nailed that one on the head. That is what she called. She said that he was going to be in the movie. Um, I give it to her on that one because she pointed out that he's involved with the crimes and stuff. So, kind of makes sense that she just said that he might be mentioned or you might see him in the background. Or he might have been in Fitzness's gang. So, she didn't get exactly, per se, how he was going to be in it. But the fact that that was closer than people I thought were going to be in it. Because I thought they were going to have Boba Fett. To my dismay i thought they were gonna have boba fett because i just felt like if they had boba it would have i don't i don't think it would have worked but no i i that's that's okay that key scene is what made me so excited for what the universe now has at its disposal of star wars is you can tell all these stories and obviously it rewarded people who've watched the tv shows and who've read the comics it basically went hey we know you guys have been doing this and there's never really that much mention the movie guess what if you're not up to date, you have no clue why he's here. So, I like that. And I have been asked by several people, like, how is he How is he there? I thought he got cut in half. And I'm like, I, I'm going to try to give you the very short explanation of it. But, but yeah, no, I, I, I love the fact that they showed him again. That, that he's back. That we might get a movie revolving around him. Could be cool. Just saying. So... I don't know if you had anything else for, for Solo. Um, no. I know we don't really give a rating scale, but where would you put this on your Star Wars? Like, how how easily would you rewatch this? Oh, I'd definitely watch this again. I would rewatch this over most of the prequels. It doesn't rank up, it doesn't break into my um, original trilogy or Rogue One level, but like I said, I want I'm I'm more excited for what's to come because of what this basically introduced to the universe to the galaxy. So, go to break and then wrap things up. Yeah. 
All right. Oh, and if you have an opinion about this, let us know on Twitter, Facebook, or wherever. Or whenever Phil Rude comes back on to yell at us about this, I bet. So. Bring it on. All right. You've been challenged, Phil. Congrats. <laughs> there's your there's your way to get on the show again. Uh, the restraining <laughs> order's been lifted. This is, I think, the quickest turnaround ever. All right. With that, uh, going to break. We'll be right back. Called the Working Man's Nerdist, Tales from the Fandom is a weekly podcast where David talks with a guest about the fandoms that they love. Whether it's classics like Star Trek, Star Wars and Tolkien, or new ones like Game of Thrones or Harry Potter. Anime, books, TV shows, movies, role-playing, video games, cosplay and more are discussed. Each episode is different, based on the guest. No fandom is too big or too small. Subscribe to Tales from the Fandom and join in on the fun. Alright everyone, so um, don't forget later this month to get up to date on your Harry Potter stuff because we will be covering Year 3, Prisoner of Azkaban. Mm. So that will be coming out later this month. Um, definitely keep, an, uh, keep a watchful eye out, men, for something else coming soon to um, our feed and another podcast I, i've already teased this so so there's that um also as i said i'm going to be at heroes con in charlotte on the 16th but i'm also going to be at potter and love convention in new orleans in august so if you want to use code zing at checkout you can get a discount on your tickets at www.potternlove link in the description of the episode so um with that Ellie, I don't know if you have anything else left to say before we wrap up this week's episode. No, no, I'm pretty good. Um, we didn't have a cute creature this time in the movie that that we can debate about, which is better, Crystal Fox or Porgs? I, by the way, Ellie keeps on staring at the giant Porg I got. Uh, like it, it, it it's gives like me haunt- a headache every time I see it. It's it's haunting her almost. Yes, I got the giant Porg. I don't know if it's been pointed out on here yet. You keep looking at it. It makes me want to smash it. By the way, on that note, Porgnite. Um, what? Twitter, Porgnite. Um, he did call that my favorite. Th- that I was going to love the movie in the sense of we had Star Destroyers not in space. The only time you saw two Star Destroyers were in low atmosphere being built, which I was like, ha, awesome. And then you had the one that was in that Maelstrom thing. And I was like, ha, awesome. And also, remember when I nudged you during, during that chase scene? Mm-hmm. Those were the deflector shield pods that they were moving. So there was another piece of things. I was like, oh, look, it's something from a Star Destroyer. So thank you, Porg Knight, for pointing out the fact that I enjoy Star Destroyers, but never when they're in space, only when they're randomly in weird other places. Or crashed on the, the ground at Jakku. There's another place. All right, with that, you can find Zingness is part of the... Actually, you can... Zingness is part of the Dark Myths Podcast Collective. You can find more dark podcasts and other great shows over at darkmyths.org. And if you want to find me discussing Star Wars stuff or attempting to do... I have now... I had to do two episodes of Knights of Vader with one Ellie sitting right beside me in a car and not... <laughs> did, did I... Okay, 
for the record, did I spoil anything for this movie? Uh, I, you talked for like a minute to two minutes total, so I but, would hope not. But did I spoil anything for you? Because we actually, I've seen this twice, you've seen it once. I had a almost entire week and a handful of days that I had seen this movie. And did I spoil anything for you? No. I, I think... Round of applause, people. It was only one or two minutes, though. No, I'm just saying, in general, of me not just randomly blurting out well, something. Well, because you know better. I you I sometimes me. do, and I sometimes don't with that. So, okay. so for the record, I did not spoil a thing for you in this <laughs> movie. So, kudos to that. But if you want to check out the Knights of Vader podcast, where I talk Star Wars stuff every week, uh, you can definitely go find that at Knights of Vader podcast. You can also find... Zingness on Podbean, Stitcher, Google Play, Tuned In. And now we are also on Spotify and um, iHeartRadio. Yes, that's the other one. Sorry, <laughs> I, I like blanked in my mind for a second. But if you find us on Apple Podcasts, Ellie, what do you do? Um, obviously, a five-star review, please. <laughs> and you can also those, those help us out, also those help us out greatly and we greatly appreciate them it helps us a lot with the algorithms and all the stuff apple does but if you go to facebook.com and search Zingness, you can join our little group in there and like the show and comment on stuff and we'll mention it and stuff like that like we we would love to know other people's opinion on this movie um because I'm not gonna get into the box office stuff but Ellie was really surprised that it that the fans like it I, I don't know the true fan response. Everyone I've talked to has been kind of like, eh, it's okay. It's it's not the worst thing in the world. So let us know your opinion on there or on Twitter at Zingness. Of course, um, on Instagram at Zingness Podcast. If you want to contribute to the podcast, go to www.patreon.com slash Zingness. If you want to email us directly, you can go to Zingness at gmail.com. And if you want to, go to tpublic.com slash Zing this. We got some new shirt designs on there, and we of course have the Star Wardified logo of our podcast available too. You can get it on a t-shirt, you can get it on a sticker, you can get it on a mug, you can get it on a onesie even. So go check out that. We um we, we're uploading new um images and stuff on there, so so just keep an eye out. Uh finally, our sound guy is AA Ron. Our logo is done by Chris Zinger with modifications by Toby. And finally. DJ Golden Boy. 89. Play us out.